0: What do the latest economic headlines mean for fundraising in 2022? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakiewicz. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined once again by my colleague, Dr. Patrick Rooney. Patrick is the executive associate dean at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. He is also a trained economist that goes far beyond teaching the economics courses as part of our academic degree programs. He is much sought out for his expertise nationally. And internationally to help nonprofits, government leaders, business sector leaders understand how the economy affects the nonprofit sector, including with fundraising. And Patrick, thanks for coming back. And, and one of the big stories now is inflation. In the United States, inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. What should fundraisers do in response? What do they need to know? What advice do you have for them? Should they be concerned when they hear this headline about inflation?
1: Yeah, thanks, Bill. I think that charities have a couple of things to keep in mind. And one is that uh, economists talk about inflationary expectations. And that is, you know, there is this empirical reality where there is a price increase, right? Um, There's not enough cars and not enough chips for the cars. So the price of cars, new and used, goes up. Um, But there's also what's called adaptive expectations and so that economists observe that households say all right well this cost me six percent this year and it was five percent the year before and four percent the year before that i'm going to anticipate that inflation is going up by one percent per year and in some ways that adaptive expectation can become a self-fulfilling expectation so if i go into my union hall or into my boss's office and say, look, here's this data. Inflation is going up by 1% per year. I wanna hold myself constant. You know, it costs me more to go to Kroger's or the gas station or whatever, my butcher shop. I need an 8% raise this year because inflation is going to be 8% raise. That in fact makes inflation 8% instead of 7% if everybody does that. Whereas everybody says, well, this is a short run phenomenon supply side you know aberration we shouldn't worry about it don't adjust our wages and prices for it it probably would in fact go away fairly quickly mm. but you know in this case the supply side aberration is really this supply chain disruption that was part trade wars and part covid right that you know the trade wars started the thing with the chips and the chinese And the COVID made it harder to, you know, make bacon and hamburger and chicken and things that we all buy and use every day. And so it raised the price of doing business. And one of the things that happens is, uh, you know, with COVID, people couldn't be jammed in tight quarters in the same buildings. They couldn't rely on the same technology to keep them safe. And so their cost of doing business, in some ways, is a short run aberration, but that short run is longer than the length of a typical short run supply chain disruption, like a drought or a fire or a hurricane or something like that. And so these inflationary expectations are a little more durable than we might hope they would be.
0: And so fundraisers need to keep in mind that that inflation rate is here how consumers and therefore donors are thinking about this inflation rate. I mean, very obviously on the expense side of nonprofit management, the next time you're creating your budget, you need to take inflation into consideration and adjust your expenses accordingly, which of course then helps you set your fundraising goals for that next budget year. Well, what if you didn't do that? Well, you need to make that part of your fundraising case for support to say inflation came up faster than we expected. We could have these deficits and that could be part of your case uh, to donors, especially donors you have a close relationship with, who understand how this uh, tidal wave of inflation came upon us in the last six to 12 months. Uh, Patrick, I also want to get back to kind of your, your research expertise. And, you know, this is not the first time we've had inflation. And even though it's the highest in 40 years, it's not the highest we've had in 60 years or the highest we've had in 80 years. It's been at double digits at times. When you look at history, what has happened to charitable giving during other seasons of high inflation? And are there some kind of benchmarks fundraisers should be watching for with that inflation rate, based on what we know from history? Yeah, Bill. So John Bergdahl, who's the, the you know like the, the
1: scientific st- statistical guru for Giving USA, and he and I were chatting about this, and we're you know he looked at some numbers for me, and one of the things that he found was that um, that there is a negative correlation between inflation growth rates and giving growth rates, both you know, for household giving, total giving, um, foundation grant making and so on. And one of the things that we find is that that is not a perfect relationship and is somewhat tenuous at times, but that it really seems to be driven by years in which inflation is at 5% or higher. Mm. So if you take out those 5% or higher years, then the impact of inflation on giving is really not statistically significant. So there might be something there, but it's not very strong. Whereas if you include those 5% or more years of inflation, there is something statistically significant there, and it really does seem to to matter, and it has a deleterious impact. I mean, one of the things about inflation is it creates uncertainty. And you've heard me say before that uncertainty is the enemy of investment, and the capitalist sector has also the enemy of investment in the philanthropic sector. People like to know what's going on. They like to know what's going to happen to their income and to their expenses in order to make their gifts. And when they don't know what's going on or they feel unease or anxiety because of relatively rapidly shifting prices of goods and relatively rapidly shifting prices of services, then they may become more reluctant to make bigger gifts. So, another, the, sorry, Bill, go
0: ahead. so the analysis of the data shows that uh, at about 5% and higher, the inflation rate starts having a negative effect on charitable giving. And it's not just based on the dollars that are physically available. If I'm needing to spend more at the store for basic items, that means I have less perhaps for, for charitable giving. It's also kind of this mental emotional impact uh, that inflation can have which which Patrick for me really demonstrates some folks, you know, point out correctly that inflation hits hardest low and moderate income households. They have, you know, little if any disposable income to begin with. And now the price of basic goods has to them relatively skyrocketed significantly. People might say, well, you know, medium and higher income households, yeah, that that rate's maybe not such an important thing with their spending decisions, but there's still this intangible about uncertainty. And that's why it can affect all donors, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and in fact, you know, not to make excuses, but arguably, one might say the the growth of the inequality of income and wealth has made inflation among the wealthy even higher. So, you know, we have these we have multiple billionaires building these spaceships, right? Well, they're bidding up the cost for a spaceship technology, right? And not everybody can has that skill set. Um, you've got multiple billionaires building these yachts that are the sizes of small countries and the, you know the yachts that support the yachts. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I am saying that creates a certain kind of inflation that is experienced at the high end. And you know we know that philanthropy is asymmetrically distributed. You know my one statistical joke about philanthropy is it's all skewed up, um, so that you know we know if you're having more inflation at the high end, that may have adverse effects uh, for for philanthropy. I think one other thing where charities may see this is that you know donors tend to make gifts of even dollar amounts, hundred dollars, $1, thousand dollars, a hundred thousand, million dollars, and yet. Inflation inflation doesn't come in at even dollar amounts. So let's say that inflation is 7% this year. Well, that $100 gift needs to be $107 just to be price neutral. Or, you know, that it needs to be $107,000, you know, to be price neutral. So we don't necessarily see that type of behavior among our donors. Our donors are not making that uh, inflation adjustment in their giving because the, the dollar amounts of prices of giving tends to be what economists call sticky. You know, it tends to stick at an even amount, and then we need to upgrade donors to the next level. Well, there's a big jump between 100 and 1,000, or 1,000 and 5,000, and you know, so we need to think about the impact that has on our on our donors and on our
0: fundraising as well. And again, good for fundraisers to keep in mind as you're maintaining and stewarding those relationships with your donors to let them know about the effects that inflation are having on your expenses while you as the fundraiser, of course, are remaining aware of the effects that inflation is having on the donor and the donor's household. Patrick, one more topic while we have you. We've talked with you often about the stock market. And you you have built the research enterprise that others are now a part of at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And you say with confidence, one of our best research findings ever is the correlation between the stock market, the S&P 500 stock market, and how that is a predictor for charitable giving in the following calendar year. Well, now we've had about a 65% run up in the stock market over a three-year period, followed by all sorts of gyrations throughout the pandemic. So is that finding still holding up? What do fundraisers need to know as they hear those daily stock reports and even look at the stock market over a 12-month period?
1: Well, Bill, I'll be careful about what I say because if I say too much, then Adrian will come kick both of us under the table. But um, you know, one of the things I would say is that the S&P 500 is the, it's the year-end to year-end variation that is the best predictor. The day-to-day variation is very noisy, gets a lot of TV signals um, generated, but it's doesn't change the philanthropic uh, activities that much. That being said, you know this tremendous growth in the S and P 500 has created a lot of liquidity or liquid wealth for individuals, and you know would suggest that this should be a period of of increased philanthropy. You know, the S and P 500 helps predict total giving. It helps predict grant making by Foundations because a lot of their asset basis stocks, and it also is critically the most important predictor of household donations. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, how people actually behave is is up to them. But based on our historical models, what we've seen is you know a nice relationship, positive relationship, between growth in the S and P five hundred and growth in household giving, growth in total giving, and growth in. Um, grant making from foundations. So I, I think that that's um, a good auspice. Uh, you know, Now, we know tax policy can supersede that. We know uh, a recession can supersede that. We know that there are other factors that can have a, a strong dollar choice impact, but on the surface, that growth in the S&P 500 is, is very positive.
0: And again we're looking at something like 7 decades of data and less than 10% of the time has the S&P 500 not been correlated with charitable giving uh, in the subsequent calendar year. So no doubt that all of us uh, you know have our attention grabbed when we see these huge swings in the stock market from one day to the next, but it's that 12 month window and remember uh, the stock market had a huge double digit 26% increase the S&P 500 increased in 2021 which if the research holds as it almost always does should be a good predictor for charitable giving in 2022 knowing that the most important factor again are the relationships with your donors with your foundation program officers with your corporate executives while you continue to recruit more of those folks into your fundraising portfolio so grateful for the expertise of dr patrick rooney the executive associate dean of the indiana university Lilly family school of philanthropy All the school's research is available for free on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Scroll across the top toolbar, find research, do that pull down menu, and you'll find a wide range of research. And again, the research informs the content at the fundraising school. In fact, we believe our biggest relative advantage is that wherever possible, our content is research-based, thanks to Patrick uh, and his research and academic faculty colleagues. You can find out where those courses are offered at philanthropy.iui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. You'll see our public courses, both online and in person. You'll learn about our custom training, you'll see our quarterly webinars, and of course, these free podcasts, philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash The Fundraising School. Thanks to our guest, Dr. Patrick Rooney. Our producers today, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. Now you are now more fully informed on this first day from The Fundraising School.